Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love to have on the program Cody Willard. Uh, you know him from his work with Fox Business, his work with uh, CNBC, his uh, continued work uh, as a columnist for uh, um, many platforms. I, I think I read you my, primarily in Market Watch, plus his main uh, thing is his hedge fund and his newsletter that is one of my favorite. In fact, I get dailies with those. Anyone who's a business talk show host, especially for 20 plus years, gets dailies with newsletters. I read less than five of the dailies, and his is one of them. Uh, Cody, always glad to have you on the program. Uh, Tradingwithcody.com is the website. Let's jump right into our topic, uh, which uh, has been a really interesting one that you talked about recently, which is the fact that uh, we do live in an echo chamber. I see every year a poll done by uh, George Washington University, sorry, Georgetown University, that says the uh, United States is on a brink of a civil war with over uh, 60% of the American population think still think that that is possible. I think January 6, 2021 was pretty profound evidence. And I think part of the problem is that people only want to hear what they believe. Then, you know, that's, uh, and you're always so kind to me, by the way. Thanks for the nice intro, as always. Um, but yeah, you know, that's the, the, there is this, this is what I wrote about the other day. I'll give you this, the actual anecdote that happened and we will sort of riff on it from there. But the, I, I'm getting my haircut Saturday morning and I walk, you know, I'm walking out and the guy about to get his haircut says, to, I say, hello, how you doing? And he says, you know, since the last time I saw your Tesla parked out there, it's already, it's lost half its value. And I said, mm, you know, Tesla cut prices by about 15 to 20% on their new cars, but I, the used car, like I bought my Tesla used six months ago, and it, it, it hasn't lost half of its value. And he says, oh, I think it has. You know that uh, that car is going to get recalled. And I said, well, that technically all we're doing is a software update, and the NHTSA, the highway department, you know, the regulators call it a, a, a recall because that's what they've always called it. But it's a software update. And goes, eh, I think you're going to have to take it into the dealer. And the entire conversation goes on like this for five minutes. And finally, I said, have you ever been in a test? He's like telling me it doesn't drive itself. I'm like, well, it drives me to work every day and drove me to Albuquerque yesterday for my heart appointment. And he says, well, I, I finally said, have you ever been in a Tesla? And he goes, no. I, I I said, well, nice to see you. I'll see you later. And I left. I, I probably should have offered to give him a ride just so he could actually experience how cool the car is. But the point here is that everyone seems to be one. We spend, most people, and me included, we all want to validate our preconceived notions. We spend our time trying to confirm that we're right about whatever that particular topic in our brain might be. And with social media, it's very easy to end up with algorithms that simply feed you this echo chamber feedback loop that always recon reconfirms your preconceived, often wrong beliefs. And you can flip on cable news and you watch two or three minutes of some coverage of some topic with a very slanted coverage and some economist or pundit or expert with a with an agenda that you don't know telling you something that's probably not true 
And then you end up thinking you're an expert. You know, you, you read about Tesla on your Twitter feed or in your Facebook, and then you watch something on the news about it, and you think you can tell the guy who's, you know, I've been, I've driven the original Tesla Roadster 15 years ago. I've been an investor in Tesla for five years. I've been a very, for years before I bought Tesla, I was a bear against Tesla, and sometimes I shorted the stock because I, you know, I did have belief systems that this company was never going to fix make great cars that were drivable and cheap and you know what they eventually did and when they did i changed my mind and that's what i think is hard to do it's what i strive to be able to change my mind when the facts dictate doing so but it's hard to get mm -hmm. out of that echo chamber loop and especially in this day and age where we all can easily find people that will confirm our preconceived notions Oh, yeah, there's plenty of them. There's a whole Earth is flat movement. <laughs> I just wish they were on the other side of the planet so they could fall off. But anyway, um, you know, it, it's insane what our world is like. And, you know, this is why there's so much acrimony and animosity. And, you know, Republicans are always right. Republicans are always wrong. Democrats are always right. You know, it goes back and forth. It is ad, ad nauseum. And what is interesting is when you get these people talking, and these people are across the board, they represent every ethnic group, every economic group, you name it, they are convinced that all of, it's either all or nothing thinking or no thinking. And by the way, the two can be very confused because they sound similar. <laughs> That's right. And they're, all, they're both pretty sure that the quote-unquote other side is evil, that it's out to change to to steal the country or steal your belief system or make you communist or atheist or whatever it is that you're scared of and it's not that it's you know like one of the keys to to being a successful investor and probably a key to being a good person is to be empathetic and to try to empathize with the other viewpoint the other belief system whether you know, you're a right-wing Christian who believes that abortion is evil. Slow down a little bit sometimes. Take a look at the other side. Don't just go with your group think from your church. If you're a left-wing atheist who believes that every woman needs the right to an abortion or horrible things will happen, you too should slow down. There's, a, there's, there's some semblance of, of, you know, morality on both sides. There always is. And, uh, you know, you get into a group, uh, uh, you get into the power dynamics of politics, and those morale, those moral undertones get hijacked, of course. And then if you aren't careful, you just end up becoming a lifelong Democrat or a lifelong Republican and always doing what they tell you. Yeah, which is exactly what they want you to do. That's why, oh boy, listen where we're going. Uh, this is why they uh, don't agree on anything except for the fact that only two parties matter. <laughs> That's, That's the only right. thing they agree right. on. And they tell you that over and over again, forcing you to believe, uh, if you allow them to, that you might, you're wasting your vote unless you vote for one of them. And, of course, you and I have contended for quite some time your, your vote for voting for either one of them. You know, either the yes. uh, Repu Republicans or the <laughs> Democrats, however you want the, to call the Democrat. it. Yeah, the Democrats. Yeah, the right Democrats. I don't know. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and, that's, and, and, and by the way, as we wrap it up, because I know your time's very uh, tight today, uh, you know, when we do apply this extreme 
extreme thinking to, to the most mundane things. You know, you use abortion, at least that kind of has some triggering power to it that's legitimate. But it's the, the dumbest things in the entire world that we have, like the sky is falling and, and it's existential. Man, I mean, how do, how do we even survive from a mental health perspective with that? And why don't you answer that, and why don't you wrap it up with your final thoughts? Well, and that's, I appreciate you framing it that way, because you're right. That it ends up being this fear-driven mentality from both sides, and it gets to be debilitating, frankly, if you buy into that for too long, and you're terrified of the other side all the time. And, look, you know, I think both sides are equally bad, but I don't think either side is going to hijack my country. Like, this is what it is, and we're, our system has been in place, and there's all kinds of corporatist, undem- undemocratic policies, and, you know, just the entire corruption of the st- system is awful, but it's still okay. We're still the cleanest shirt in the global laundry. The United States by, has by far the most transparent and, and you know, reputable financial system, court system, and, you know, even justice system. For all of our problems, this is a, a great time and place to be alive in this country, and I think that's important to keep in the back of your mind. And that might even be my final thought. Just, it is okay. Things are all right out there, and, um, you know, just don't go down the rabbit hole of your echo chamber and believe that it is the only um, truth, the only viewpoint that is valid. Yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, I would go a step further with you on the Republican and the Democrats. Both parties' existence depends on the existence of the other, or they get exposed as pure autocrats. They can't have that. And so they, they need each other to give the legit, legitimacy of us having options, which is what this country is founded on. You're so right. You know, that's why I call it the Republican-Democrat regime, because the whole system is dependent upon both sides, uh, quote-unquote, both sides of that system fighting the, quote-unquote, other side and making people believe that if you don't vote for that Democrat, things really could be bad next four years. And if, oh, no, that Democrat won, this country's going to hell for the next four years, I mean – it's just, you know, like, slow it down. You know, Biden's terrible, but so is Trump. And Well, so was Obama. So was Bush. They all bomb children in the Middle East and bail out giant corporations with welfare. Disgusting. Yep. It is disgusting. And it's bipartisan. They only, they only debate or complain about which of their special interests got, get the money, not whether or not special interests should get money. That's the only debate. That's right. So good to talk to Cody Willard. Tradingwithcody.com. I am Kevin Price.